Hello, everyone, and welcome to Consumer Watchdog's Rage for Justice Report, our weekly conversation about the current issues we're exposing, confronting, and changing. I'm your host, Carmen Balber, Executive Director of Consumer Watchdog, and with me today is Harvey Rosenfield. Hey, Harvey. Hey, Carmen. Thanks for joining me. Uh, we're in the office together on a rare, uh, a rare uh, afternoon uh, to talk about a really important uh, court decision that just came out this week. Um, really big deal, a big fucking deal, if, if I'm allowed to swear on our podcast. Since we're the censors, I say okay. Um, Harvey, why don't you tell me about, uh, about this case in the San Diego Court of Appeal? So as you know, Carmen, uh, maybe six, seven years ago, Consumer Watchdog took a look at a rate application filed by State Farm to boost its homeowner's insurance rates around the state. Took a look at it, our expert evaluated it, and we took advantage of the right we have under California law to request a hearing because we thought that the rate increase was excessive. In fact, our, our analysis was that State Farm was already charging too much money and it owed us refunds. Well, that led to a hearing. Uh, State Farm uh, was subjected to uh, uh, a year-long uh, inquiry and uh, in front of an administrative law judge. And then the result of that was that, in fact, State Farm had not only uh, uh, did not only not deserve the rate increase that it had requested, which was a six point six point four percent rate increase, but it, its rates were actually too high already, and the insurance commissioner ordered State Farm to reduce and refund its rates to uh, California uh, homeowners and condo uh, owners and renters. And the total amount of that was about $100 million at the time plus interest. State Farm decided to sue in the San Diego court system. Uh, we think we have an idea of why they chose San Diego. Uh, it's kind of odd because, you know, the Department of Insurance is in is based in uh, San Francisco. It has a headquarters in Sa Sacramento. But uh, State Farm chose San Diego. And to make a very long and ugly story short, years later, um, this case went before the Court of Appeal in San Diego, the California Court of Appeal. And uh, last Friday, the court ruled uh, that that uh, State Farm uh, did not have to reduce its rates did not and did not have to uh, provide any refunds. Uh, we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars that, that State Farm took out of the pockets of its customers that it doesn't have to give back. But worse than that, the Court of Appeal ruled that when the voters passed Prop 103 back in 1988, they didn't give the commissioner the authority to order refunds. And that is very, that's a very dangerous uh, ruling. It, it, it's counter to what the language of Proposition 103 says. It, it flouts the will of the people. It's a recipe that will uh, for encouraging insurance companies to steal more money from us with the knowledge that we can never make, it, make them give it back. So this was a ruling in one sense on just this narrow issue of whether or not State Farm owed millions in refunds to homeowners. And this court said, no, State Farm, you don't have to repay all of that money that you've been holding on to for these five, six years since your rates were first challenged. So that's a big blow for homeowners. But the far more crucial big deal here is the fact that the court issued this blanket decision about how much power the Department of Insurance has to keep our insurance rates fair. 
and I think the maybe you could just talk a little bit about the the key piece of that, which is that Prop 103 not only said you know California gets to regulate rates and insurance companies have to open their books and justify them, but that the insurance industry can't hold on to rates that are excessive. And when the insurance commissioner says, oh, your rates are excessive, you need to reduce them. And this uh, ruling is really trying to reverse a key piece of that authority. Let's do a little bit of history for yeah. a second. You know, uh, back in 1985 and 86, 87, insurance companies were completely unregulated in California and the cost of auto, home and business insurance went through the roof. And, um, the, you know, the legislature was too beholden to the insurance industry to accept uh, uh, the modest proposals that we made uh, for protection of consumers. And so we took it to the ballot box and the insurance industry spent about uh, $63 million trying to defeat Proposition 103. Uh, Prop 103 was a grassroots campaign, a David versus Goliath battle on election day to everybody's surprise, including ours. Uh, we won. And uh, it mandated, Prop 103 mandated a 20% immediate rollback. So the insurance companies were forced to pay back literally $1.3 billion in refunds just because we won the election. And then it required, the, going forward, requiring insurance companies to open up their books and justify the rates before they took effect. And it put the elected insurance commissioner in charge of that, gave the uh, insurance commissioners massive authority to regulate insurance rates. Uh, the courts, the, the insurance companies took, took it to court twice. Both times the California Supreme Court upheld the authority of the insurance commissioner to order refunds. So needless to say, it's a little surprising that, you know, 30 plus years later, a court of appeal in San Diego would actually ignore the precedents that it's required to follow that were pub decisions published decades ago by the California Supreme Court and say, no, the commissioner doesn't have that authority. And that's gonna have terrible consequences going forward, in, not just for homeowners, but for all people who have to buy insurance in California. So that's that's really important. So that, you know, that's, this is kind of an esoteric idea, right? We're talking about rate regulation and opening the books and crunching the numbers about, you know, how much investments companies have and how much they're going to pay out in claims projected. Um, it's all a little, it's all a little wonky, but this has real world pocketbook implications for real consumers. And in fact, there is a multi-billion dollar question on the table right now that will impact uh, drivers across the state of the California, right? Yes, Carmen, you and I worked on a study that Consumer Watchdog published, I think it was in June a few months back, that calculated that the insurance companies just for 2020 had overcharged motorists, just motorists, $5.5 billion because the rates under, that were set for auto insurance uh, that were in effect in March of 2020 were the rates that were set based on a, you know, nobody had the pandemic in mind. Nobody knew that was coming. It was just business as usual in California. Everybody thought that there'd be, you know, the same, same or more accidents as the years go by. Well, the, the pandemic hits, the, all of our cars are sheltering in place with just like we were, uh, the economy basically grinds to a halt. Businesses slow down or stop. Um, the insurance companies were under an obligation, as you pointed out a few minutes ago. The Proposition 103 says that no rate shall remain in effect if it's excessive. So they were under an obligation. They were well aware of it to reduce their rates. 
so that uh, reduce people's premiums, Ref- make refunds. They never did it. Uh, the insurance commissioner, uh, Commissioner Ricardo Lara, asked uh, courteously a few times, told them to reduce their rates. They never did it. And uh, as a result of that, uh, I shouldn't say never, but we, in our report, we found out that about $1.9 billion of that $5.5 billion for 2020 had been refunded. But uh, these estimates, uh, by those estimates, we, we, owe another, we are entitled to collect another $3.6 billion. We're enti- the, co- the insurance companies in California, just the auto insurance companies, never mind the business insurers or others, um, they, they're hanging on to $3.6 billion of our premium money for, that was collected under the assumption that we have the same risk of a car accident during a period which arguably has con- continued right through today of much lower driving, uh, much, uh, much reduced economic activity. And that, if, if this court decision that we've been talking about, that the Court of Appeal issued on Friday stands, uh, the commissioner will not have the authority to get that money back. Big deal for everyone, uh, everyone who's anticipating uh, a refund, certainly I was. Um, under Prop 103. So there was a smaller issue uh, in this case that was also decided the wrong way, we would argue, um, uh, that is a little more technical, but worth mentioning, Harvey, if you want to just talk about the investment uh, decision and uh, the opportunities for gamesmanship that opens up. So as I mentioned, prior to Proposition 103, there was no regulation of insurance rates in California. Uh, And one of the things is the insurance companies always claim that they're broke. They're going broke. They can't. They're not. They don't have enough money to pay claims. And the truth is that they make the insurance companies, not just auto, but home and business insurance companies, make a lot of money by investing our premiums in the markets. So um, when the voters passed Proposition 103, they mandated that the insurance commissioner examine and take account of the company's investment income when setting our rates. So. For example, um, if a company's making a lot of money in investment income on, on their auto insurance premiums, then we're entitled to pay lower rates because they just don't need, you know, the whole idea of Prop 103 is you don't allow the insurance companies to charge more than they need plus a fair profit. So Prop 103 said that the, insur- that the insurance commissioner uh, had to take into account when setting, when determining a company's rates, their investment income. And the commissioner issued a uh, regulation that basically said that State Farm, in this litigation, uh, contended that. It, and by the way, State Farm is a you know multi multi billion dollar company doing business all over the United States, and they had set up a separate subsidiary here in California just to sell homeowners insurance. But they're hundred percent owned and controlled by the parent company. A regulation said that they, that when you take it when you when the commissioners. Uh, considering a rate increase for that's a, that an insurance company has requested, it has to look at the investment income, including the proportional share of the subsidiaries' subsidiaries' uh, investment income that that is attributable to the parent company doing business uh, in California. So, uh, the State Farm challenged that uh, rule and said that the uh, voters did not allow the insurance commissioner to take into account the uh, investment income of the parent company, just the subsidiary, which of course would encourage every company, if they could get away with this, to create a California subsidiary with, with low income, uh, ass- with low investment assets that don't produce much money, make it look as if they're broke. 
So it's a it's kind of a complicated thing. But the bottom line is, State Farm's making, you know, I, I want to say probably uh, hundreds of millions of dollars on investment income uh, throughout the country from year to year. Probably actually probably billions, billions, billions. And uh, and you know, State Farm wants to. Uh, sequester that money and not allow the state insurance commissioner to uh, just look, uh, to take it into account when setting rates and that of course will drive up insurance rates for Californians and when they and when they did that the court of appeal in this decision last Friday opined that proposition 103 wasn't just meant to protect consumers it was already also meant to protect insurance companies which is Completely bogus. Well, you wrote Prop 103, Harvey. Is that true? <laughs> that, that is not true. The the thinking at the time was that the insurance companies have enough uh, power, uh, lawyers, and lobbyists to take care of themselves. To we don't need themselves. we don't need to we don't need to worry about the insurance companies. Proposition 103 was designed to protect consumers, California policyholders, and Californians against the rapacious greed of that industry. So, Harvey, we obviously don't agree with the decision that came out of this court. In fact, we were arguing, um, and in partnership with the California Department of Insurance, who also um, did not agree uh, with the way that this court of appeal went. So uh, we have one uh, last option, right? There's only one option left now. We have to ask the California Supreme Court to take the case. And uh, they don't have to take it, um, but I, I think they will. I think they will for two reasons. One, the California Supreme Court doesn't like it when lower courts ignore the California Supreme Court's rulings. That's a big judicial no-no in our constitutional system of government. Plus, in those Supreme Court rulings, the, the, the Supreme Court was standing up for the power, the broad power that the voters gave the insurance commissioner when they passed Prop 103. So I don't think the court's going to like the idea that uh, the Court of Appeal has done a devastating um, slash at the powers that the voters uh, gave the commissioner. And I think for those reasons, the, the Supreme Court's likely to take the case. And it, of course, they're going to be mindful of, because we're going to bring it to their attention, that there are you know $3.6 billion uh, 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 of refunds just for 2020, because our, our cars uh, and, and us were all sheltering in place during p the pandemic. And that's money that belongs to us. And the voters, when they passed Proposition 103, said that companies were supposed to lower their rates. They didn't do it. So uh, I, think we're, I think we've got a good shot at getting the Supreme Court to take this case and overturn it. Well, listeners, stay tuned. That will be, uh, it has to be decided fairly soon, you know, that we're, we're in, it's a, it's a short period of time where we can make that petition to the Supreme Court and they have to answer us, correct? It will, we'll file it by December 8th, probably. That's, I think that's a deadline right now. It, it could take them some time. The Supreme Court moves very carefully. It could be another couple of years before they decide it, but we're going to do this. We're, we're all the, the engines are, are working at full speed here to make sure we can file that request that they review it. All right. Not as fast as I thought, as all things in the court system, unfortunately. <laughs> well, thanks, Harvey, for walking through the case for us. It's a really big deal um, for, you know, the, the unprecedented insurance regulation uh, structure that we have here in California. So look forward to talking to you more about it. Thanks, Carmen. Thanks, Harvey. And thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. Don't forget, as always, to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Carmen Balber, and this has been the Rage for Justice Report. <laughs>